It's time to write a new story. This is Success Stories with Madison Piper. It's the place where women discuss how to make an impact. Here's your host, Madison Piper. Have you ever heard the phrase that sometimes you have to hit bottom in order to find your way up? Well, today's guest is living proof of that. Today, we're bringing in Natasha Graziano. She's a mindset coach, a number one ranked motivational speaker. She is a best-selling author and so much more, but she also at one point found herself homeless, ill, and a single mom. Natasha says it was in these moments that she knew she had to make a choice to change her life. And now she has the platform that she has today, helping women everywhere achieve their goals and find the motivation and inspiration within themselves to achieve more than they ever thought possible. Natasha, thank you for joining us here today. We're so happy to have you here on Success Stories. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. Honestly, I was like, super excited when this whole thing came about i was like i love success magazine you know you're a magazine that's an icon in the world and it's an honor to share my story with you i guess well that's so wonderful to hear and i'm so glad to hear that you're a fan i know that we're really excited to bring you on and you are like a huge motivational speaker um you are best-selling author social media expert and we have a lot to talk about but i really want to dive into your story because i know that at one point you found yourself homeless broke and a single mom so let's go back and talk a little bit about that time absolutely so I mean, only three years ago, I was broken, on the street, homeless. I had no money. I'd lost all my money in my career. And I was alone. I was depressed. I had nothing. I actually never imagined, I don't think anyone ever does, that they're going to be suddenly on the street and a single mom and with nothing. Nothing to their name anymore. But it was from that place that I had to break the bias. It was from that place that I had to break through who I thought I was and go to where I wanted to be. And it was about understanding this is only temporary. And then an illness hit me, by the way, in the middle of this. So all of a sudden I'm bed bound now. After I'm off the street, I'm now back at my mum's and I'm bed bound, still with no money. And I'm like, how do I get out of here? But when you have nothing to look at outwardly, when you have nothing to look at in where you're going, the only place you can look is inward. And I turned inward. I looked inside of myself and I asked, what do you really want? Who do you really want to be? And that was the start of my journey. So when you looked inside yourself and you asked yourself those questions, what were your answers to yourself? And how did you go about achieving the life that you now live today? I asked myself, what value do you offer in the world? What value do you want to offer? And I worked on myself and habits. So I knew your outer reality is a direct reflection of your inner self-beliefs. Whatever you truly believe about yourself inside of you, you will see externally in your environment. And so I thought, well, I'm, I'm quite depressed at the moment. I'm putting myself down. These aren't the values I want. I want to be a speaker in the world and share my story of how I heal. So I need to show the world how to heal from being broke, from being homeless, from being ill and from being a single mom. I want to show the world through my method. So I'd 
already for many years been studying and reading self-development books and ancient philosophers and such like, I already had the ingestion of these incredible minds. And I'd started writing. I had thousands and thousands of sheets of writing over the years, much which I have not used and some of which is going into my next book. But what happened in this journey was I started practicing meditation and combining all the words I'd learned, all my research on neuroscience. And as you're laying there in a bed doing nothing, you have all this time, right? And all I wanted to do was be a role model to my son. So number one, I got clarity of my vision and knew exactly who I wanted to be and decided to absolutely go for it with tenacity, with ambition and say, no matter what, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna help others through my coaching, through my methods to come back after a setback, to get out of their sticky situation, to make abundance in any area of their life, financially, in their career, in any area. And I'm going to show them my method, my MBS method. So I started practicing meditation and then I reignited this contact of mine who was a guru, uh, I'd call him like a yogi. He was a yogi, he was 105 years old when we met. He lived in Cyprus, where my, some of my family were from. And I was over there when I was 18, so over a decade ago. And I was there, uh, sent to a monastery, because I was very naughty after school, and my parents wanted to send me away and learn my lessons. So off I went to this monastery. And every day I'd actually try and escape. But instead, when I got into the mountains, every time I would turn back. And I wouldn't turn back because I was lost. I would turn back because I saw this man meditating. When I saw this man meditating he looked very old very wise and i looked at him and i thought who is this guy he's doing this crazy breathing exercise his chest is you know compressing and doing all these bizarre moves i want to learn more and i went over and i asked him and i said what are you doing and he said breathing i live mostly on light and breath and i didn't know much about breatharians and all of this stuff at the time but anyway i i started to learn it seven days later i was practicing with him And then I forgot about it. I didn't think about it for for the most part of the next decade. And then all of a sudden, when I was hit with the illness, I remembered this breathing method that he said, breath can neither heal you or kill you. And I thought, right, how do I ignite this? And so I put together the breathing exercises combined with guided deep meditation that I did myself, combined with the neuroscience methods that I learned, and I put all of this into a form of meditation called today my MBS method, which is meditational behavioral synchronicity, where you go into altered states of awareness, into the alpha and the theta states, all science-based. So there's no woo-woo in it. It's literally proven to help you lower your blood pressure, for example. It helps you with anxiety. It helps you through things. And so I use this method to heal myself, but also to get myself out of being broken, homeless, and make my first million dollars back within one year. Build my entire empire. Go on to be this best-selling author. And, you know, rated the number one female motivational speaker in the world under 40 now. I've gone on to achieve these titles and these goals through using my method. So step one was getting clarity of your vision. That's what I had to do. Step two is removing the self-limiting beliefs. So that is about understanding what is actually blocking you from achieving your goals. What is blocking you from going where you want to go? There's something inside of you that says, 
I don't feel worthy of financial success. I don't feel worthy of that promotion. I don't feel worthy of creating my own business. I don't feel worthy of whatever it may be. And I had that inside of me. I just didn't feel worthy of, of being around. I didn't feel worthy of being listened to. And so what I did was I removed the limiting beliefs. That's pillar two, step two if you want. You can do that through NLP. You could do that through my MBS method. You really want to do that to get rid of the blockage inside of you. And my MBS method has been referred to as three years of therapy in 15 minutes. It's been taught to over 1.5 million people now. And it's going on to be taught soon in universities and such like. And so how the next step goes to is the obvious one. Replace the old self-limiting belief with a new positive belief about yourself. So that's the exact opposite. So it will be, I am worthy of financial success. I am worthy of being loved, whatever it is you're trying to attract into your life. And then step four is expand your vision. Expand your vision through visualization, through people, surrounding yourself with people. We'll come to that later. But surrounding yourself with people who have already achieved your goals so that they become an expander for you and you are more likely to achieve your goal faster. I'll go into the neuroscience as well in a bit. And pillar five is take inspired action. So take action towards your goal. So I did each one of these steps systematically and I got myself out of bed. I was told I was never going to heal from this illness. I was kind of looked down upon by society, I guess. When you're homeless, the world doesn't really take notice of you. You're alone. You're rejected by society. And I was sitting there thinking, no one cares about me. But when you feel at your darkest, when you feel rejected and low, that is when you have to fight back against that bias the most and believe in yourself and say, I can do it. This is only temporary and I will do it. So you mentioned earlier surrounding yourself with people. And by the way, what an amazing story. I mean, that the, the grit and determination it takes to pull yourself out of adversity like that, I cannot even imagine. And you really did. You pulled yourself. You recognized your situation. You saw where you were. You recognized where you wanted to go. And you made it happen for yourself. And a lot of people who are in that adversity just want to give up. And so I just want to let you know how amazing that is that you were able to do all of this and then develop a method to help other people pull themselves out of their own adversity. But when you were just talking, you mentioned surrounding yourself with people who have already achieved your goals. And I want to dive into a little bit more of that because something that we talk a lot about here at Success, and I think a very common um, saying and note in the world of personal development is that you are the five most people that you spend the most time with. You are those five people. And it's just a saying to say your circle matters. So I want to go into the neuroscience a little bit about what you just said on why it's important to surround yourself with people who have already achieved the goals that you want for yourself. I love it. This is one of my favorite topics, Madison. I love it. So here's how it works. You are an average of those five people. So if you are listening right now and you're, and you're wanting to understand this, just write down a list of five people who you are hanging out with the most. And then next to them, you want to write down the qualities that you want in a friend. So aside on another sheet, what qualities do you want? You want supportive, you want encouraging, loving, helpful. What are these qualities? Trustworthy, things that you want in a friend. And then you want to mark each of your friends on all of those five qualities. Whoever shows up the highest out of 25 is the person you want to be spending the most time with. But I assure you, most people are spending the most time with the person that they're spent, that they're, that's showing up the least. So they'll be the lowest out of 25. 
That's not where you want to be. You want to be surrounding yourself with the people who are on the 25 and, ab and above. But here's a trick. I'm going to give you the science behind it in a second. When you hang out with anyone, it doesn't have to be physically. Look at the time we're in in the world right now. It doesn't have to be in person, so say. It can be you are hanging out with online, here, listening to a podcast. For the duration of a podcast, for the duration of the time that you read a book, you are being one-to-one -one mentored by the person you are reading from or listening to. So that person can be an expander for you. So I could be an expander for you. Success Magazine could be an expander for you. Who are you surrounding yourself with? You've got to surround yourself with five people who have already achieved your goal, what you want to achieve, or higher. They've already taken themselves from a place down here to up here. They've already had that evolution. They've already had that story because that is how you get that glory. That is how you also can mimic it because you use them as an expander. And here's the science. In the, the lower part of our brain, there's a part called the reticular activating system, okay? And that's, we nickname it the RAS. And it shows you things that you deem as important. What do you deem as important? Well, anything that you focus your mind on is what you truly deem as important, right? how your reticular activating system says it. So what does it do? It filters 2 million bits of data every second, colors and sounds and things that you see. The only sense it doesn't filter is your smell. That's another part of your brain. So what it does, it shows you around you evidence to show your belief system is real, that you're believing and thinking about a lot through evidence in people, opportunities, places, things. So if you are surrounding yourself with people who are pulling you down, who are suctioning your energy or energy vampires, however you want to phrase it, if you hang out with these people, you are going to be pulled down because evidence around you suggests that you like that kind of environment. So you're going to continue to attract people and places to you in that same vibration, that same frequency, if you want, that same level of person, okay? Even if they're nice, even if they're nice, but usually these five people aren't the greatest of influence for you. Hence, shifting your circle to hanging out now with five empowered people, even if it's online, through listening to their podcast every day, through reading their books every day, through getting into their programs, getting a mentor, etc. Right? So I'll give you a quick example and I'll go back to the science. John Asaraf from The Secret. I read the book when I was 15, okay? And that's almost two decades ago. And I read the book and when I was reading the book, I would listen and learn and I, I loved it so much and John Asaraf became like a mentor to me I got into one of his programs I started listening I surrounded myself with him and here we are after 10 years after the book when I was coming out of, of my, my worst place if you want me and him then later became friends we now work together we're colleagues in many's way I coach in one of his programs as a, a VIP guest we, we he's been on my show He's now, my expander, who was one of my mentors, actually became one of my friends. So when we see he's making hundreds of millions in the world, I surrounded myself with that. It's not a surprise that I went on to then build two eight-figure businesses, right? It's not a surprise because I was hanging out and surrounding myself with that. He was also best man at my wedding just now, which is really cool. So things do happen. Dreams do come true. You have to just get into those right environments because now your reticular activating system says, oh, you, what you deem as important is hanging out with successful people and surrounding yourself with a good crew.
crowd, listening to the right thing, ingesting the right things into your mind and your body. So all of a sudden it shows you a reticular activating system in your brain, shows you evidence around you and opportunities, events and people and places to say what you are thinking about is real. Your belief system is real. Does that make sense? It's just evidence backing up what you are thinking about. So that's why you want to be hanging out with five people or surrounding yourself with expanders, five people who are expanding your vision. I love that you brought up that that can be in a digital space too, through podcasts, through reading, through magazines, through whatever that is, because a lot of people have the mentality, well, I don't have access to that. I don't have access to the people that I want to be just like, but you do through the, the device that is glued to most of our hands, you know, on our phones, through Spotify, Apple, Pie. I see, I see your phone right there. Exactly. But you also brought up energy vampires. And I think a lot of people can relate to having these in their life, possibly in situations situations where they feel like there is no escape from this. Maybe that's at work. Maybe that's somebody in your family, that toxic energy that you feel like this is just the way it is, but it is tearing you down. How do you recommend through neuroscience and through your methods that people escape the, the energy suction of these energy vampires while they do what they still need to do? So the first thing you want to do is realize that when you let go of someone, it doesn't mean you have to have a harsh breakup as with a friend, with a partner, with a family or loved one. It doesn't mean you have to have a harsh F you, I'm out. No, it can be just loving them from afar. It can be stepping back and loving someone from afar or working with somebody just with a bit more distance between you. So perhaps you've got somebody in your company, in your business, or you just can't get away from them because you're logistically tied to them. And by the way, we all have a choice in life. If you want to change a scenario and you believe you're worthy of changing it and you actually take actionable steps towards changing it, you will change it. But let's say you are stuck in a scenario where logistically you're both tied into a contract working together in some way, then you want to just distance yourself and explain to them how you're working on something at the moment. Now, if it's more personal, you can even go as far as saying, I'm going through a transition at the moment on myself and it would mean the world to me for you to help me to get to this place. If you would allow me to be this person, it's going to feel a little different for you and the brain doesn't like unfamiliarity. You know, we always, as a child, we go to a restaurant, we, as a young child, you always order, they always order the same thing. My son always orders the same thing. When we brush our teeth, we always do it with the same hand. It feels weird when you do it with the other hand, right? And likewise with your friends, with your colleagues, when you start showing up different, it feels weird to them. It's no different, okay? And so what you want to do is you want to explain to them you're going through something. And if they can, can they allow you to go through that change? And if not, just to let you come back to them when you're ready. You just have to set boundaries and respect yourself enough to say, I won't be treated like this. It doesn't work for me being looked upon like this, spoken to like this. And just set boundaries. Start saying no when you have to. No means yes. It's a good thing to say no. You have to go the way, be the way, and show the way. I love that you just said no means yes. And I want to elaborate a little bit more on that and ask you, is there ever a time in your experience, especially becoming the Natasha that everybody knows and loves today from where you were a few years ago, was there ever a time that you had to create that boundary with somebody in your life that you didn't feel 
possible at the time? Yes, absolutely. Um, I had a, a relationship after my marriage where I was, I thought this was going to be the one again. And I, I was, he, we were actually really working together. He was an investor. Um, this is just after I'd, if to bring you up to speed, it was after I'd come out of being homeless, out of the hostels, out of the couch surfing with my son, by the way, single mom the whole way till literally last year. So I got into a relationship, very brief one, where we were working together. So when we, when I had to cut the relationship, I was so worried it would then ruin my entire business because we got, you know, we would do personal and business together. And I had to start saying no to things because I knew that that meant yes. And what do I mean by that? I'll elaborate a little bit further. When you are caught up in something and you're your eyeline is focused on the success. Your eyeline is focused on achieving the goal here. Sometimes it can get very murky and blurry in your vision here because you're seeing long-sighted, not short-sighted, which is good. You're focusing on the goal, the outcome, not this part here. However, when you're caught up with certain people, it can feel really hard to get out of it to get to where you need to go. Here's your goal. And here's what's funny. This person to me was like throwing the obstacles in the way. But then society was throwing the obstacles in the way. So if you imagine there's a path of me to where I want to go, of you where you want to go, society's going to throw an obstacle in the way. Your partner's going to throw an obstacle potentially. Somebody you work with is going to throw an obstacle. People that work for you are going to throw obstacles. Your children, your loved one, whoever, the whole way. There are people throwing obstacles the whole way. But a problem is just a series of smaller challenges that you need to overcome. And so I recognized that with the person I was seeing at the time. And I said, right, I've got to say no to us being in a relationship so that we can continue with this business. Or we do the business or we have the relationship, but we don't do the business and I get a different investor. So I had to say no to one part. And at the time, it felt right to say no to the relationship and stick with the business and go forwards with that because I knew once that had got itself into a, a good place that if me and the person were meant to be, we'd come back around and we didn't. But I had to put boundaries there and start saying no. And it felt impossible at the time. And it does. Like, I'm human. We're all human. Sometimes it feels impossible to say to somebody, look, I've got to surround myself with a different five people. You're not in that five. And you don't have to say that to them. You do not have to be harsh and cutthroat to them. But you must put boundaries in place. If you want to see a change in your life, you have first got to change what you are doing. And it's as simple as that. Michael Jackson said, look first at the man in the mirror. If you want to make a change in this world, look at yourself first. Look at the man in the mirror. So you've mentioned your son a few times on this podcast, and I, I, I'm just curious. I want to know, is this something, your teachings and everything, and everything that you two have been through together and that he has watched you go through, is this something that you're now living and teaching, but you're also seeing being lived out through your son? And if so, what does that mean for you? So I absolutely have to say my son is a huge part of my journey. He's five years old, and if it wasn't for him, I don't think I'd be alive. I was suicidal at one point in my my darkest time and he helped me to keep that focus and, and have something to live for and to be a role model for him. He's been a part of my journey. He watches what mummy does. He sees me as a, a you know, female boss 
entrepreneur in this world doing my thing. He doesn't quite understand the wording, but he sees mommy on stage. He sees mommy shooting magazine covers. He sees mommy on radio interviews all the time. Whatever's going on, he, he's with me a lot of the time, which is wonderful when he's not at school. But the reason it's so important for him to, to know that is to know that a female, that a woman has raised him and he will have the utmost respect for females as he grows up, knowing that other women can go on and do that. Maybe he can have a CEO in his company if he goes on to be an entrepreneur one day who's a female who can run the show with him. Maybe he will go on to do something incredible, but I will be his his role model. And that was always my, my aim to not only be a role model to him, but go on and be a role model to others in the world to understand that they too can have the life of their dreams if they implement certain habits and certain steps to get to where they want to be. And you mentioned being a role model and that... that ability for you to be a role model for your son will eventually leave that legacy on him for to be a role model for others you are creating generations of change of people who can adopt these teachings from you from all of the research and experience that you've had what does that mean for you for me leaving a legacy for my son to go on and inspire others to go on and inspire the world as you're saying it means everything to me who we are thereafter we are gone is all that counts because that means you've achieved something so great in this lifetime you've made an impact so big in this world that you've gone on to leave a legacy so strong in this world that people they want to learn from you thereafter for many moons to come so if we look back at aristotle we still talk about him look back at any of the greats we still speak about their work bob proctor we will speak about him for many years to come because they have left an impact a ripple in the world that will resound forever i want my method to be so learnt about so listened to so, so practiced and having helped so many hundreds of millions of people that it's goes on even when my name disappears so that the method itself can be left and help people for thousands of years to come let's see what a powerful what a powerful way to live and what a powerful message natasha i mean honestly it really is and i want to pivot a little bit and talk about your new book that you're releasing be it until you become it um okay i want to ask what does that title mean why that title before we dive in Oh, I love this. It's so exciting. The book, Be It Till You Become It. And you are the first, first, first show that I have released anything about the book. So I just want to... Yeah, you're the very first. We saved it. It's a very exclusive uh, moment right now. So Be It Till You Become It is the title of the book, which I'm so, I love it so much. Why? Because I became who I was before I got there. The book is a practical 12-step process on how to combine neuroscience and ancient wisdom, bringing them together using the law of attraction if you want, but using these practical methods to achieve your goals and become that version of you before you even become them. And I'm talking about meeting the love of your life, getting married. I did that last year. Building a multi-million dollar empire, etc. All these wonderful things. Be it till you become it is essentially the words I don't like, which is fake it till you make it. I never liked fake it till you make it because it didn't feel energetically authentic to me. So I created be it until you become it. So you become who you want to be because life is a movie. You choose your character. You write your script. 
It's a performance and you get to show up whoever you want to show up like. Before we began today, I was explaining my little outfit, you know, why I'm wearing this today, this little, you know, 70s look. Because I'm being the character of who Natasha Graziano is in my movie and she is unapologetically her. She shows up as this empowering woman, empowering men and women alike all over the world, helping people to achieve their goals and get to where they want to be faster. And so this is a part of who I am. So it's all about becoming that version of you. And that really does mean how people perceive you. When people look at you, when they come across you, you have three seconds to make a good impact. So how are you showing up? And it's about the science and everything behind how to get there. I think you're going to love it. <laughs> I can already tell I'm going to love it based on the way that you're talking about it. Honestly, I mean, like you are so captivating in the way that you speak, by the way. I have to tell you that. Like I could listen to you speak for hours, but I do like the be it until you become it because I didn't realize that was a... Um, a way of fake it till you make it, but with a way different energy. Honestly, it is different when you say it out loud. Fake it till you make it sounds so, I mean, I know it's a good saying, but it, it just sounds so inauthentic. Yeah, no, right. no, I agree. I agree. It has it just got a, a connotation to it. Just the word fake doesn't feel right. It never felt right. And so I actually, I you know, I learned this, this way, the be it till you become it method. I didn't know it would go on to be that this book that's out in um, in late July, August. I didn't know this, right? But what happened was when I was young, I'd started to, at school I was bullied, right? When I was in my, my late teens. And then after I had a, a series of traumas happen to me, I was sexually abused twice, uh, once in my teens and my early 20s. When I went through these things that happened to me, I had to come back as somebody else. You, you lose your identity. You, you lose your identity in many ways when you're bullied because people say you're not nice as who you are. So then you're like, well, who am I? So I've had to recreate my identity a few times along the way. And I found the best way to do that is to literally write out who you want to be. I have a really great exercise that, that's really quick if you want me to share it, just something that people might like to, to try. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's hear all okay. about it. Amazing. Okay, so you get a piece of paper and you do four circles. One, two, all around each other, yeah? Concentric like that, four. In the center circle, you have to write uh, your name and you just draw a stick man. And then around it, you have to fill it in. So you want, you want to write in there all the traits, the, the personality traits of who you believe you are to be doesn't have to be who you are now because maybe you're feeling underconfident now. Maybe you don't have millions in the bank yet. Maybe you're aspiring to be a speaker, a coach, have a fantastic fitness company, have an incredible NFT yoga company, whatever it might be. You're building a tech company. You're not there yet, but that's okay because you're going to write in that inner circle. You're going to write exactly who that version of you is when they're there. Okay, and then around it in the next circle, you write down thoughts. So you title it thoughts and how would that version of you think? So how does the super successful tech entrepreneur think? How does that version of you think? They think creatively. They think positively. They have thoughts of encouragement. They definitely don't have thoughts of discouragement and sadness and rejection and all the negative things and anger. We'll come to that later. But just in this circle, write all the the, the thoughts, not feelings, just the thoughts that that version of you would have. Okay, then in the next circle, this gets quite fun, you do 
feeling. So you now add in the feeling behind it. And you write, how would that version of you feel? So they would feel excited every day. They would be, you know, feeling great. They would be positive. They would be feeling worthy. They would be feeling abundant, feeling like a millionaire. Feel all the things you want to write down, okay? Feeling, big one, successful, okay? Feeling successful is very different from feeling undervalued and not good enough. It is the polar opposite. So this is such a good place to start if you're just you know, you're feeling stuck in your career, you're feeling stuck where you are in life, generally, this is a great exercise. I use this, many of my clients have used this. I've got a client the other day, she just called me, I've made now 24 people millionaires. That's one of my dreams, to make people millionaires. She called me, she said, I just hit it. I cannot believe it, I've just done it. In eight months, I was like, well done, she used all my methods. So this is a great method to try, okay? So then around the final circle now is actions. So you want to write your actions of how that version of you acts. What do they do? Do they listen to Success Magazine podcasts every day? Hell yes. Do they read amazing books every day? Yes. Do they read money mindset books? Yes. You write all this stuff down. What actions they take? They probably work out, don't they? They probably look after themselves. They eat well. They take really inspired actions because inspired action creates motivation, momentum, and results. Most important thing you'll learn from today. Inspired action creates motivation, momentum, and results. So that is what we're aiming for. So you write that down. And now the final step is you look at that and you think, okay, now let me really assess who I am actually now compared to this version. How do I think? Yeah, I've got some weeding to do in this garden. This garden of mine needs some weeding. I think way too negatively. I moan all the time. It's too cold. It's too hot. Oh, the children this, my grandkids this, whatever it is, you, you're thinking and moaning. You need to weed those out of your garden. You're feeling down. You're feeling obsessive about something that's not good. It's not serving you. Weed that out of your garden. And maybe the actions you're taking. You're on the phone talking bull ass for, you know, hours in your day. Not good. Weed that out of your garden. Maybe you spend hours watching TV. Weed that out of your garden. You've got to make sure that this new version has all of you. You've got to give it to your, yourself like you're like a child, like a, a dog you love. You've got to fully give yourself to this new version of you. Because like I said at the beginning, if you want to see a change in your life, a new result, you've first got to change. So here it is. This exercise single-handedly will get you to where you want to be. Because if you change your thoughts, your feelings, emotions, or your actions, any two of those things in your life, you will change your outer reality. What a great exercise. You took something so uh, complicated with so many steps, with so much knowledge and simplified it to just circles on a piece of paper where you could talk about your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, your emotions. And I mean, that is really incredible because something that simple can change lives. Absolutely. It changes lives every day. It changes lives because there's no other way other than your own thoughts everything around us the light this microphone the fact you're listening to this podcast now your own phone it started with somebody's thought somebody created it through a mere thought and that thought became actions 
think positively because your thoughts become your reality. Believe positive feelings because your feelings become your habits. Do positive habits because your habits, they become you. And that's where the book came from, Be It Till You Become It. Well, I, for one, cannot wait to read it. I'm sure that our listeners here cannot wait to read it too. Like I said earlier, your energy and your speaking, it really is infectious. Um, And I know that your book is going to have the same impact, if not more. And I know that our listeners probably want to know where they can learn more from you and get to know you a little bit better outside of this podcast. Oh, well, guys, I I love connect. The truth is I love connecting with people. I'm such a people person. When my DMs go crazy, I just, when I get a chance to go through them, my team are like, okay, go and have a look. There's people telling you this and that. I love to dive in there and hit someone up with a voice note back so you know it's me when I can. And we post stories and things like that. If you tag this podcast right now in your story, tag Success Magazine and tag me at Natasha Grano, although my name is Graziano now, but don't worry about that on Instagram. It's Grano. If you tag on Instagram right now, I will repost those to my whole, you know, I think there's over 10 million people on there now or something. So I'll post it out to my millions of followers and, you know, show my appreciation for you. I, I really appreciate it. So you can follow me at Natasha Grano, Natasha Graziano on, on uh, Instagram, YouTube, Natasha Graziano, um, TikTok, Natasha Graziano. And if you want to learn more about the book, you want to pre-order the book, I'll, I'll tell you the link. It's be it till you be, be it until you become it book.com. And I guess I'll give you guys the link um, if you want to add it, but be it until you become it book.com. And you can just, you know, get yourself that. We get goodies as well for free. Whenever you whenever you get the book, if you want to hear more about the book. You can get a free bonus VIP program I have recorded just for the people who are going to be reading the book to go along with it. So it will teach you the quick route to how to be it till you become it. It's really cool. Well, that is amazing. And that is incentive enough right there to pre-order the book. So we will make sure to share that with everybody. And I'm glad that you were able to share that here on the podcast, because I know that everybody wants to get their hands on that book just as much as I do. But Natasha, thank you so much for joining us here on Success Stories. It has really been a pleasure and we are so happy that we had you here today. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I love Success Magazine. It's an honor to be here and I can't wait to catch up with you soon. See you soon. Bye. This has been Success Stories with Madison Piper. If you like what you're hearing, hit subscribe, drop a review, and tell your friends. If you'd like to hear more shows like this one, go to success.com slash podcasts.